Three, two, two. Wait, we're doing. You got the can ready, right? Yep, yep, I do. Okay, I just need to make sure. Three, yep. two, one. Nice, nice one. Yeah, pretty, pretty classic, really. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to Bottle Crow. It's not, it's not, it's you not Bottle You don't even use Crow. that intro on Bottle Crow. It's May 18th, 2021, and we've really Hello, put friends and fuckers, and welcome to Oops All Anime, a podcast where we talk about anime on a podcast. And I'm Nick Seas. You're making a lot of assumptions about their sexuality. I know that that's... Like they're either your friend or they have sex. I just that you're excluding no. I mean, a lot I'm not. People. You're not. Uh, it's. I just say like friends. Are you kidding me? It's, Jan, it's not January. Um, January. It, it's May. It's <laughs> January and May eighteenth, twenty twenty two, and boy, do we have a very special episode. It's it's Christmas in Christmas January. January. It's May eighteenth, twenty twenty two, and I'm here for breakfast. I'm Six Detmar, <laughs> and I'm Nick Cease, and this is lunch—a meal where we eat a midday Shit. meal. I wanted breakfast though. I've been betrayed. Let's, you know, we're all about Hello, compromise, friends and folks. Yeah. It's a fine evening, May eighteenth, twenty twenty two. And we are here to talk about not Dota. You might have thought it was Dota. I mean, the you, title is. Wait, actually, all there's anime. no reason. There's no reason you would have thought it was no. Dota. Actually, <laughs> we don't even talk about Dota on right Bottle now. Crow. Okay, it's well, May eighteenth. Sometimes it's May eighteenth. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome and back four. to another episode of Oops All Anime. We're covering all of anime, and sometimes you, you need to go a little deeper on certain shows. All I'm Six Stepmar. Yeah, you, well, eventually, you know. Listen. It's going to take us a while. That's why it's called that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm called mm-hmm. Nick Cease, and this is the Oops All Anime, mm-hmm. uh, a podcast where we talk about a podcast. Uh, no. No, we have to take I this mean, again. If you it's, want, uh, we, could, we could we could talk about, I mean, we did, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, but we also did a previous uh, podcast about that, about the first three episodes. We could talk about that if you wanted to make it a podcast about a podcast. But yeah, we're ah, here to talk about Haruhi. Haruhi. Yeah. Who Mm-hmm, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, y'all already talked about it, right? We did. We did. However, we didn't talk about the Endless Eight, which is a Endless section of season eight. booty. Yeah, a section of season two that is quite infamous uh, for. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get into what it's for, right? It's kind of silly to say it just now. Um, <laughs> Barry in the lead. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think first we should take it 
to Jackie's chow. No, not that one. Excuse you? <laughs> Arteezy speakeasy. I apologize. I'm sorry. Bottle yeah. throw rules are you have to play the bumper if you say the name. I don't know what if you have any rules on the anime, and I don't care anime. sort of delicious too as a good soundtrack it does uh welcome to jackie's chow a segment where we teach uh jackie eternal envy mao uh how to cook of course a, a dota 2 player um mm, famous oh, context for, for of course i wouldn't have thought to give context to to oops listeners exactly. but of course they you know they mm-hmm. wouldn't I mean, listen, nobody listens to Bottle Crow except somehow people do, you know? It's mm-hmm. like Schrodinger's uh, shit, you know? Sure. If you uh, don't look in the toilet, you haven't taken a shit. Exactly. That's how that works. <laughs> uh, do I have anything to talk about? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I do. I th- unfortunately, I think we just have to acknowledge that we explained it and move on to our TZ speakeasy. Okay. I've gotten all my rage out at the patch. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy. Because when the new patch drops and I'll like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at, and now that I have a patch, it'll be angry at Wow, that's a low price! Welcome to Arteezy Speakeasy! A very special speakeasy, of course, because this is where you go... Not to talk to the bartender, but for the bartender to talk to you about his problems. And his is Art, Artur, Artizi Babayev, almost said it wrong, uh, professional Dota 2 player. Very, uh, very famous Dota 2 player. Six, I feel uh, like welcome. most of his problems end up being about uh, the experience he has as a streamer. Exactly. It's a meme because he streams like once every year, you know. Yeah, but when he does, he has a bad time, you know. It's true. Speak six. Speak um, uh, so, difficultly. Uh, I have here uh, a Dr. Pepper Dark Berry limited edition mm. soda. I'm not going to drink that, though. Um, no. I am what? like, I am sure we've covered it on a bottle crow before. I just, I, I'm positive we must have. How many Dark Berry, how many Dr. Peppers must a man walk down? I, I don't know. I, I just have no fucking you know, clue. Like it just. Listen, it, after, I mean, it must feel familiar to you too. Anyway, um, so after I decided we to... drank those those sorry uh, the ghosts with like the Swedish fish and red or whatever. After we recently, drank those ghosts, I after we I drank know, those yeah, ghosts, I feel right, like yeah. a ghost and like I I'm I've been purged of all content. So instead, I decided, like, I, I looked around my house after this realization of, like, okay, actually, I'm pretty sure we've done this already, and I don't want to mm-hmm. give repeat content for folks. What do I have here that I've never drank before? <clears throat> so what I have Battery here acid. is a bottle of uh, 12-year Bunnehaven single malt scotch whiskey. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! Single batch distilled. I'm led to believe by a quick search. This is my roommates, but they're fine with me having a little. Um, I'm led yeah. to believe this is actually a pretty fucking expensive scotch. Um, say say the name again. Uh, Bunnehaven. Oh, that's the problem. Uh, um, gonna have to help me. <laughs> I I can type it out for you. Um, Just give me give me you know some some of the B U N N A. Oh, there we go. It's, it's spelled with a years? BH, but you say, yeah. 112. Ooh, bonahaben.com. 
Um, Where am I from? UK. My birthday is January. Uh, no, the first of January, nineteen thirty-seven. Oh, very, uh, very classy uh, bottle here. It's kind of a stout guy. It's kind of unusual in a a whiskey. I'll take your word for it. I don't really know. Um, and of course, the uh, the appearance is what's the most important. Right? Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so hmm. uh, I have I have all the equipment to do this uh, properly. I have a pitcher of ice water, but of course, you're not going to add ice oh, water you when you're tasting scotch. So I have a separate little glass of room temperature water. I wish I could have gotten water from near the distillery. Obviously, that would be ideal for the tasting experience, but I don't quite have that. Um, I have a... Uh, like food injection syringe so that I can make sure I only get a few drops of water to add to sort of expand the flavor. I have here a measure. I'm going to pour out an ounce and a half. The dedicate. I love it. Six. I, I've had some scotch. Like I, for, I no, scotch I did take the top off. There just isn't much left in here. <laughs> I was like, did I not take the top off? No, I did. Six is uh, siphoned off too many. Okay. We have that. We're going to pull it into our crystal, <laughs> tumbler here oh yes yeah, so you have to mm-hmm. and then we give it a little tap tap just to make sure we got it all out okay so the nose well first i'm gonna you know swirl it a little bit um yeah so this is well, a like light roll, roll it around the glass is what i've yeah. heard yeah this is a light it's sort so of like volatile golden brown i would i i do think it is uh <laughs> perhaps appropriately similar in color to like a, a butterscotch sort of liquid mm-hmm. um Already from here, I can smell, you know, the alcohol. There's not really any other word for this. Um, and, okay, so what I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to put my nose one inch above the rim and tilt the glass. Okay. And we turn the glass as we smell. This is amazing. And the problem is... I tried to pregame a little. I had a Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade because I figure that I want to be very slightly inebriated to make myself more susceptible to the taste of alcohol so it won't overpower me hmm. but i but don't know that so i'm succeeding you had a mike's hard lemonade before having your fine whiskey just a little bit of pregame just a little bit of 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 you know it's it's like like just a little bit of oil in the bottom of the pan um, right right except the oil is lemonade um so the problem is i can't smell anything but alcohol really so that, so you don't want to swirl it too much try to like really put your nose in there Give okay it a I'll, go. I'll try I and get a little it's, deeper it's gonna be strong you know mm, okay you know that was a good idea i get a little bit of like smoke obviously and a little bit of i think vanilla there's a little bit of vanilla oh, to this very common yeah there's also a, a different a layer of sweetness that i can't quite it wouldn't be honey, I don't think, but... It's a common descriptor, though. I think it's like this, I don't know, that type of sweetness of honey. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Honey has it a very does. specific... Okay. <clears throat> I'm reading the bottle here to, to, to correct myself on what I should have experienced, because I'm a fool who, who messed this up, obviously. An alluringly complex bouquet with an aroma of dried fruits, toasted nuts with vanilla, and a delicate coastal influence. You know, I can really feel that coastal influence for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like is I it, am like not on the beach, but I am like a, a, like on a on a sort of grassy and rocky a little a knoll. Little, yeah, I would say like a knoll, and like the I could walk to the shore from here, but I'm not quite mm-hmm. there, you know. 
can you you can like hear the the waves though right mm -hmm. i keep getting like like formication you know phantom like bug feeling because i'm you know sitting in grass getting what uh formication it is the sensation of feeling bugs upon your skin when there are no bugs on your skin i'm interesting I'm only acquainted with a different type of fornication, but... No, it's cool. formication. There's an M instead of an N at that crucial spot. Hmm, okay. You can search it up. It's it's a real okay, thing. Okay, I believe you. Um, yeah, this tastes... I mean, I can tell it's a whiskey. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to go ahead so and add is, a little bit of water. Right. And then I think you. Uh, it opens up the nose as well when you do that. So I'm told... Listen, I've watched a lot of Ralphie.com. Highly recommend, um, even if you don't like whiskey, it's just this uh, guy on the Isle of Man uh, who sits in a boffy and reviews, like, mostly whiskeys. It's great. It's just, you know, the least pretentious possible man. So and he just talks about whiskeys. What I'm told to do now is I sip just enough to cover the surface of my tongue and hold it in there for 10 seconds. It is warning me ten? that if I am new at this, it will burn my tongue, but ten? I have to stick with it. That's a lot of seconds. Um, it is possible I won't be able to do this. I've never heard of this, so I really want you to do it. This is the scotchnoob.com. The scotchnoob, okay. Whiskey 101. Smooth. What is NAS? Is six dead? Hmm. No, it's holding up oh. for 10 seconds. It's a long 10 seconds. So, it never stopped burning. It was supposed to, the burn was supposed to abate, and the burn became tolerable. But I'm told I should have then begun to taste the sweetness of the whiskey, and I didn't. My numb is, my tongue is slightly numb now. It doesn't make sense at all to me. So the thing is, like, alcohol dulls your taste, your senses, your taste buds. Like, that's a, like, the like when sommeliers or whatever, they're going around and, you know, they go to, like, tasting events. I had this one guy in, in college who, like, was in the restaurant. Listen, he, he told us stories. And it was like, oh, yeah, we would go to these, you know, sommelier conventions or whatever. And so it's, like, 8.30 in the morning and they're all like drinking wine and spitting but it's like and listen people get pretty sloshed no matter what but the the drunker you are the less like you can taste which makes complete sense right but i think that's partially the goal because the largest flavor is going to be alcohol and hopefully that make will make it the first <laughs> flavor to fade now okay we're continuing to read my mm. directions here uh, it says, if you held the whiskey in your mouth for at least 10 seconds, you should notice that it goes down smooth without burning your throat. This is true. And this is the first time I've ever had hard, hard alcohol not burn my throat. Six. Take another sip while making sure you're not inhaling. I'm pretty sure I wasn't, but I will do that again. That's the key I found to any hard liquor. It's like, oh, you're going to cough and sputter if like you get fumes in your nose and like you're getting fumes as it goes down if you just kind of hold your breath it's actually really easy to even do okay, like a so shot i so. didn't like cough or sputter but it did burn it did burn quite a bit mm -hmm. um hmm. 
so definitely a different different experience here um yeah did you get anything new with uh with adding the water a few drops of of the water any new smells you're able to uh to pick up on now or not really i'm gonna try and add a little more um (laughs) because i did four drops and i know that ralphie sometimes does he will say a dram or two so (laughs) perhaps as a as a more especially yeah give it a little a little more swish it just to make sure it mixes in Unfortunately, I think I do not have a trained palate, and mostly this just smells and tastes like whiskey. Now, what I will say is if you give me whiskeys from all up and down the range, <laughs> the only one where I will tell you it's different is a bourbon, because I will notice that the bourbon is more smoky. That is pretty much all I will ever notice with whiskey. Smo- um, bourbon is not smoky. It's spicy. Sure, okay. I know what you mean, but yeah, so maybe the thing it's, is it's, because I I have to read really hard into what tiny bit <laughs> I taste over the burn of alcohol, which is mostly all I taste. Yeah. Because well, I only say cuz I was going to say I don't know if I've ever had one, but you know, Ralphie says there's a lot of and this is a big thing in scotch, peaty, a lot of sure, peaty sure. uh scotches, right? Which means it has a lot of like smoked peat moss in the mash. Mhm which supposedly is a very acquired or particular taste. You got to take another sip, just give it another shot. Yeah. And are you enjoying it after after your your sip here? No, not really. No. That's unfortunate. The, is it the taste or is it the, I mean, uh... I don't like hard alcohol. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not like on the range of experiences I've had this is not particularly objectionable or anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. um, when I am intending to have hard alcohol, either I am doing it to be polite or I am doing it to get intoxicated in a short time. And so I, <laughs> um, I am one of the people, this is not like an, like an incredibly rare talent, but some people can't do this. I can just lock up my throat and make things mm-hmm. go down it. Um, so you can give me like incredibly cheap, like vodka or tequila, and I can just make it go down my throat. Um, that's just you cooking so obviously i don't have to do that here but um yeah i i don't know that i'm getting 70 dollars out of this it was 40 pounds i guess yeah Uh, it's not that heavy i can pick it up really even you okay are you Mm -hmm. using your jaw uh let me try (laughs) no no Glass break sound. Glass break sound. If I go in, I might die. If I go in, I might die. This is not Uh hard. No? Okay. Wow, six is so strong. Yeah, that wasn't hard at all. No. Wow. Well, I mean, so what I've got here, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) it's been so long since I had something decent. The Summer Edition Red Bull Strawberry Apricot. Okay, so you've definitely I did a lot of... You've definitely done Summer Edition Watermelon. I think you've done Summer Edition Strawberry. Have you done Strawberry Apricot before? Listen, I don't... It's supposed to say, like, it's been so long since I've just... Because I don't actually usually have energy drinks, but I did, like, a whole run of the Red Bull series, remember, on Bottle Crow a while back? Sorry to interrupt. Like, small update. I burped, uh-huh. and the burp tasted kind of nice. <laughs> it was, like, just diffused enough that I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's a tiny bit smoky. Very nice, very nice. Um, 
Yeah, I know. Probably. I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Red Bull, because this isn't zero sugar like anything. Listen, if you're having an energy drink, I don't know. You might as well not hate yourself with the, the zero sugar things. Unless right, you can right. Those. I mean, that being said, I do. The glass I have to pour it out into, of course, is this like stemless, uh, short stemless wine glass that, you know, is not too far. It's a little too big from like a whiskey glass. And I mean, I have a scotch, so I think I'm going to go get my scotch instead. Oh, you're well, not going to drink your Red Bull? Okay. I support this. Um, yeah, I think as far as uh, this is, I know Nick is currently away from his microphone, but just to, to provide the listeners with context, um, I, of, of like hard liquors, I would say the most I've drinking is bourbon, because with them all kind of being equal to me, I might as well make the one that makes me feel the coolest is frankly my logic. Um, so I have done, like, I've worked at several bars and, you know, like after work, your coworkers are like, Hey, have a drink with me. And it's like, Oh, sure. I'll do this to be polite. I'll have a, you know, I'll have an Eagle rare or have a Buffalo trace. Um, and just sort of keep it, keep it simple. Keep it chill. Scotch. I have not had very much of, I am of course, um, 75% German and 25% Irish. Um, and I do have a sort of invented, um, animosity, I guess, towards Scotland because of that. Thank you. Just trying to keep the listeners entertained while you were gone. I appreciate that. You always you always do such a good job. I often don't. I, I actually don't. Thank you. No, because <laughs> I usually I, I often cut it because I'm just like I, this is just time I can sit here and you know pick my nose or whatever. Not talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually I don't let you know. I don't listen to our podcast, so I don't actually ever know what what you talked about. So, I'm actually excited. This, you know, listen, the Red Bull's good. So, what I have here is a Glen Cottam 10 year Highland single malt Scotch whiskey. Another single malt. See, we're getting the we're getting the good experiences. We don't want like any blended whiskeys or anything. Blended whiskeys, of course, perfectly fine. But oh, yeah. you start to lose the identity a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, so uh, this is. Uh, you must have you watched a lot of Ralphie? I've watched a little. There was basically one like weekend where I watched a mm-hmm. chunk of a, a good chunk of Ralphie. That's true. They're, they're all, you know, they have a similar structure to them, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like he says a lot of things. So you learn a lot of things. So the thing is, it has an age statement, which means like it's usually higher quality, or, you know, usually higher quality, right? Because they actually say how long like they kept this thing in a barrel for 10 years right it's not necessarily like a blend which there's nothing wrong with it's just you might get a a more interesting taste or something like that something like that okay and then also this this glenn cadam 10 year is of course as he would say unchill filtered with no added coloring chill filtering is like a special way you can it's like a cheaper easier way to filter a whiskey so it mm-hmm. takes more stuff out and like makes it clearer, you know, probably a uh, more universally palatable flavor or something. Yeah, mine is sure also uh, natural color, unchill filtered. Excellent. Yeah. So that's why I select, and you know, no added coloring because, I mean, might as well, right? This is it's forty six point three percent alcohol. That seems really high to me. Uh, the Glen Cannon? No, the the Bonahaven I have here. It's actually not. So that's the thing. Um, that's actually a good sign if it is hot, not just like 40%. It 
it's actually a better sign when it's higher. So like 10 years, mine is also 46 ABV because, well, and that's the thing about water, right? So it means they haven't diluted it or anything. So it has like a lot of depth of flavor that it's just developed, I think, as it, you know, evaporates and stuff. Okay, makes sense. So it's better. So they serve it that way. And then depending on the whiskey, at least according to Alfie, when you add more water, there's like a certain ABV above which you, it really kind of kills your taste buds. Like you can't get the flavor because of the amount of alcohol. Sure. That makes sense. So it, it depends on the whiskey. So 46, you usually actually don't want it that high. You want to get it, I think, down to like 40% or something. It That's the general concept of like why when you're tasting a whiskey for the, the taste appreciation, you still do add water and to, to like dilute it. So literally the alcohol doesn't overpower the taste like on a fundamental level and this gladden cadam tenny i highly recommend it's extremely affordable for a age statement you know natural whiskey i think it's like high 30 to 40 bucks it's very reasonable for the you know the standard 750 mil all right so uh here i go the rather delicate highland single malt scotch whiskey Distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland, the Glencadam Distillery Company, Brecon, Angus, Scotland. Ooh, that was a good uncork. Put myself a, a wee dram here. Yeah, I, I very much in, enjoy this fella. Let's put this aside. All right. So this is not a new flavor for you? No. I, you know, it's, um, it's infrequent, but no, I, I know it because of its, uh, how much it agrees with me. So, but you know, I'm not usually doing my, my Ralph or your reviews notes here. So just pure out of the bottle, get in the nose. Get the, uh, the roly poly, he says around the glass. Definitely strong enough also. It's it's light. Uh, it's not very smoky. This isn't like a peated whiskey, as they say. So I don't know. It doesn't smell smoky. It's got like a, I don't know, like a little. Well, now I see this word apricot, like a dark fruit to it. You know, like a mellow mm. fruit. I don't know, apricot. Uh, oh, so that's why you picked it, is because because uh, you were like, well, listen, I may not be drinking strawberry apricot, but I can drink alcohol. But I can drink apricot <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's got, I don't know. like, so it's there's like, like a citrus bite to it or? No, no, no. Like a dark, um, I don't know, like a very muted taste. Like, you hmm. know, like apricot, currant. What else is not banana? I don't know. It's not like a, a tart citrusy fruit, right? It's okay. It's I mean, I think, floral I think apricot, well, I'm not, I'm not, I think, I know apricot can be quite tart, but you know, maybe that's just, maybe I got really? a bad one. Yeah. I've only had a fresh apricot, like within the last like month or something. Huh. And it was it was very Fresh. it was sour. So what isn't it like a peach? It's like a stone fruit peach. I know, yeah. But it's like it was like a smaller sour? peach and I was like, oh this is sour, weird. Okay. <laughs> okay, I believe you. So here And my roommate told me that they were not like unripe. I was like, okay. Huh. Anyways. Definitely strong. I know it tastes better when you dilute it because I can't taste 
Yeah, I can't taste a lot. It just, it kind of tastes like barrel, like not a good barrel. It like tastes, mm. I'm not getting, you know, the, it is a lighter whiskey, but it, I don't know. Usually it's like kind of a little floral and fruity. So I need to add a few drops of water here. Uh, I didn't bring any dropper of water here. So I have my water glass and I'm just going to dip my finger in. Mm, probably and, uh, shake one. So just a fun story here. Um, when I, I've been to Ireland a couple of times and I have gone with my parents um, and my parents are big fans of whiskey. So on several occasions, they've wanted to go like to like, you know, Jameson distillery or whatever places oh, yeah. and go tasting. Right. Um, and I am somewhat curious. Right. Because they're like, oh, and here's like what about I don't allow myself to taste. Not because I'm like, oh, no, I'll get drunk or like, oh, no, it'll be so terrible. But here is the thing. If I drink any alcohol harder than like a Bud Light, mm-hmm. part of my tasting experience is the part where I screw up my face like I've just been shot in the butt. <laughs> um, it's not just like displeasure; it's like displeasure and like a slow level of disgust. Just like a very un <laughs> a very uncool face to make in front of someone whose whose drink you're tasting, and so yeah. I don't do it. <laughs> That's very uh, very kind of you. I'm almost done transferring single drops with my finger from this thing I'm drinking out of to this other thing I'm drinking out of. Okay, let's let's say that that's good enough. Okay. Let's see if I... You know, see, this is the difference. Is I had a very, like, like very precise uh, process because I'm new at this. Nicholas, of course... I mean, a, a, if a I had... A glad hand at this. Doesn't need gimmicks and tricks. <laughs> Usually I am overly like scientific about things though like i would weigh things out but yeah so oh yeah yeah it can actually you know i'm sure listen bias you know placebo but it smells it's not just alcohol it's it's like a a a mild floral it's not like a bright and it has like a little bit of that like fruitiness to it and there's like some woodiness to it, you know. Okay. Oh my god, Six has sent me a picture of their desk. <laughs> that was not a little syringe. It's like a full Yeah, it's a full like turkey, like it's not a baster <laughs> because it does have a metal needle that is actually thinner than you think. But uh-huh. um so it is possible to give individual drops out of it. Yeah, I didn't need very much of this I basically didn't let any of the water actually enter the chamber. It was all in the needle. Uh-huh. This is a um, hilarious picture. That's amazing. Okay. Let me go for the, one more taste. Are you talking about the part where there's the bottle of expensive Bonahaven whiskey framed by Amiibo? Is that the part that amuses you so? Oh, no. It was just, it was more the giant syringe. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and the, uh, the shot, the little measuring cup and other little thing. The other measuring cup? Yeah. You're, you're like jigger. Yeah. It actually works. Water does actually do it. Like, it's now diluted that I'm not just getting hit by alcohol. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's very good. Like, it's not a strong flavor. That's probably why it's it's so Mm. good. Like, Mm. generally, you know, it's a high-quality whiskey, but it's not very... You know, like I'm going to very niche strong flavor. I'm going to blaspheme. I'm going to do bad by Ralphie. I'm going to water the, water this down further in hopes so, just so I, I don't want to oh, waste yeah. this, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But sorry, that's whatever floats your boat. That's what uh, you would say. Well, water helps yeah, float boats, I believe. Nice. Exactly. And well, it also helps sink boats. So. That's an excellent point. That's the duality of water. <laughs> Did somebody say water? Oh, we're going to do the dance? We're going to do the dance. Get ready. It's the dance break. First ever time I've done the dance during Wipeout. <laughs> I did a dance too. Uh, wait, what? What dance did you do? Oh, you we had a like conversation the, uh... about this off air. You must not remember. Uh, we decided that the uh, Wipeout dance is the little like hand up, hand up, shake your head from the OP of <laughs> Haruhi Season Two. I, that is so memorable. Listen, the OP of of one season one is of course classic and amazing the opening song like section of two just like very good as well i listen i happen super driver yeah um i remember like i was kind of mad at it when i first saw it because (laughs) it felt to me a little like it's a very flashy intro that is very proud of what it is um and that rubbed me the wrong way going into what is infamously dog shit I was like, how dare you? <laughs> but I think I just kind of need to well, chill a little bit. You know, it's fine. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you can, you know, appreciate it more now that it's it's getting watered down. You, you know? know, listen, I've had like about a third of a sip of whiskey and I'm just all limbered up now. My mind is open to possibilities and friends. And a Mike's Hard Lemonade, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, I had it at this point an hour ago. And it's five percent alcohol, and it's so you've, eleven you've ounces. It. it doesn't, yeah. yeah. In the process of drinking it, you basically burn it unless you go real fast. <laughs> it's like celery. You uh, you burn more alcohol than it, the celery gives you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Nice. <sighs> that was nice. I I didn't expect you know have a, a nice little dram of scotch today. Do you need a, like a you know? Do you have like a peanuts or something? Do you need something to taste something before we uh, before we continue? Pair it with the alcohol in your stomach. Peanuts. Um. I don't have peanuts, but you know what I do have? I, d- I don't. Cheese. You want me to go get my no. cheese? Go get your cheese. Hang on, I'll go get my cheese. Cheese. We do not room. We do not room. We do not room. We do not room. Wait, we room. We do. We do not room, we do not room. We do not room, we do not room. Wait, we room, we do. Alright, sorry for the wait. Cookie? No. Cookie? Oh, you no. the long one. Okay, that makes sense. Cookies, 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 I hope this means 
this is enjoyable at all to anybody who doesn't listen to Bottle Corp. Uh, welcome to Jack's Snacks, of course, where we talk about uh, certain snack foods to uh, to Jackie Mao, who we uh, talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what do you have for us? I've got... Well, this is, this is an interesting pairing. I have Firework Oreos. Ah... A classic. Fourth of July coming up in, like... Why is it out this early? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this, like, a thing they do all the it, time? It's a summer thing they do. Uh, at least they they have at least done once before, and I feel like more than that. I feel like for a couple of years now, it's summer, they bust out the, the Firework Oreos. The firework. Um, oh, so you're in for a treat. It's, it's not going to be that really? interesting flavor-wise, but it's going to mm. have an interesting texture, which is not normally a thing you say about Oreos. Interesting text. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm all this. I'm sure it can't be true. This may be the first time that uh, anybody has had scotch directly followed by a firework Oreo. I'm gonna guess so. this is not the first time anyone's ever had scotch directly followed by brie on a baguette. But you know, <laughs> that's what I'm doing over here. Fucking of course, I should have known. Okay. What do you mean, of course? Fucking six. Of course, you went and found a French. I thought like you'd go get a slice of cheddar or something, but no. Six comes back with full brie on baguette. I happen to have this. I haven't had brie on a baguette in. <laughs> Stop saying brie on a baguette. Years. <laughs> I've I'm never actually heard not much of a say, fancy cheese person. Oh, I'm I'm having brie on a baguette. People well, say, oh, I'm having brie. And then sure, but I'm not just having it plain. I'm having it on a baguette. <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. Somebody else says brie on a baguette. <laughs> oh, well, I'm having cheddar on Ritz. No, you're thinking of Brianna? Brianna baguette? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's your cousin, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> you know that new starch? Well, take a bite of this. Okay, I'm putting this firework Oreo in my mouth. Now let it hang out for a sec. Okay. Oh! <laughs> wow. Wow. Sorry, it's all in my mouth now. I've. When was the last time you had. Pop Rocks or off brand Pop Rocks. Yeah. My God. It's been so long. <laughs> it's like. It's like I'm back at summer camp or something. Pop Rocks. Wow. I mm-hmm. guess it makes sense. Like fireworks, Pop Rocks. Yeah, there's a real bang in your mouth. A real bang in my mouth, as they say. Uh, the breeze good, by the way. Yeah, you know. And the baguette. That's fine. Honestly, it's a little, it's starting, it could be, it could, you spend a little time in the oven to liven up. I've had it for. To liven up? What? This is a thing you can do with baguettes. Not, I don't know if you can do it much with other breads. I never really do this, but if you just put it in the oven a little bit, kind of freshen it up a little bit. What do you fucking mean? (laughs) I'm so confused. Do you know how bread gets stale? Yeah. At least with baguettes, it's, it. I don't, you know, it feels silly to say it is less stale, but it, the, you, experientially it is less stale. Less stale. Ooh. What? In the oven? Yeah. How? That makes know. no sense. I don't know. That's just, I've done Listen, it and if, it works. if things are stale, you like, 
get a very slightly damp paper towel and you microwave it for five seconds. But you want you add moisture. baguette to be crispy. It still will be crisp. Like, listen, it's it's not crisp. It's uh, it's not crispy. It's chewy. Like the crust is chewy. It's not cri- It's not like a that's, crispy that's, coating. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. I'm just. How are you making it less stale by by removing more moisture? Like molecularly, this hmm. is incredibly interesting. I don't know. Maybe maybe I haven't done it in a while. I know it makes it. Like, it helps it be an enjoyable experience again. Maybe it's literally just because it's warm. I don't know. I mean, is, baguettes don't have, like, that much butter. It's not like a croissant, right? So it couldn't be, like, the buttery melt. I wouldn't suspect so. Um, no. Maybe Trader Joe's has a different recipe, though. We, I might have to try it. I'm not near a Trader I'm kind of near a Trader Joe's. Okay. We'll see. I think for a, a later Jackie's Chow. Firework, this is just really good. Listen, I like Oreos. I like just like the cookie of Oreos, honestly. This is, uh, it's like a regular Oreo with a little bit of, a little bit of pizzazz. Yeah, the Pop Rocks yeah. can't really speak over the cream. You're not going to get the flavor of them. But, no. you know, you get Do fireworks. Do Pop Rocks have a flavor? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You can huh. get them in different flavors. And oh, you can okay. tell eating them. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more. <laughs> you're good I'm going to finish these excellent hmm. very cool I might have to grab some they're good get in before they while they last what's up I don't know they're just going to have them forever why do they start so early I don't know I don't know I mean I, I know. you know it is a thing I've noticed working in retail is that there is a very uh significant group of people who want to like basically pre-order holidays i phrase that slowly (laughs) on purpose but there are people who are like you'll get people who come in in august and they're like where's the christmas stuff i'm like it's august we don't have it what the fuck is wrong with you people there's a lot of them that's people like to get a head start and so they're like oh man the fourth of july is coming they say in february (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) Let me get these fireworks to age. I, I will say they get me with, with uh, Halloween, right? Because the thing that they do, this is a thing, I, insider tip, mm-hmm. is they will put out Halloween candy early and then like a month in advance have a big sale on it. Like a discount wow. that you're like, that's ridiculous because they're like, because then you'll fucking eat it all and you'll have to buy more for Halloween. <laughs> wow. They got him. And I'm like, here's the thing. You're right. I'm going to eat them all. You're wrong. I'm going to have to buy more for Halloween because I think for the last seven years of my life, I have always worked on Halloween and not been home for trick-or-treaters. Apologies. Don't worry about it. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. Besides, if I was going to do anything, I would do the, like, one take one bag of Sprite thing. What? Oh, do you not know this one? Take one bag of Sprite? Okay, let me... <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, listen. I'm just quoting word for word. This is an interpretation on my. Why? Part. Why do they? Why do Here. you oven the cold food and of hot out? It is that of tier spray. of smart joke. Yes. <laughs> Here wow. you go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this six has sent me a picture of like a, a plastic mixing bowl in which there are two Ziploc bags full of a liquid, and it says, "Take one <laughs> bag of Sprite." <laughs> 
Uh, and then there's it's it's you know listen it's a sort of a pairing thing. Everyone always puts these two together. So here's it's like it's rival. Let's say. Uh huh. Um, it's a twenty one point zero eight megabytes for some reason. So it's gonna. Oh why is this a fucking four thousand pixel image? Um, <laughs> sending me a four K image for my. It might take a second monitor. to upload. Uh, okay. But there. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's partner. <laughs> Six has sent me a very classy, <laughs> a very classy, you know, uh, decorated with some gourds, some headstones, uh, a little lantern there, and you know, a classic trick or treating black, you know, plastic cauldron thing that says "warm scrambled egg." And indeed, inside is, is warm, scr- I don't know if it's warm, scrambling? but there's definitely scrambled egg. <laughs> they should have like you know one of the little alcohol burners. Under I was it. thinking that as well. Right? Yeah. That yeah. would be like really. I would do that for high effort. You know, is it, I'd have like not... a buffet. Mm. I would have a, a bag of Sprite, warm scrambled egg, uh, with like some plastic shot glasses, and uh, a spoon, um, and then some gummy worms, some slimy gummy worms. Am I on a list now? No, I'm trying to find one more. There is the other one. There's this one is less. Um, this one's obviously fake. The other two, it's unclear. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please, only one sig per kid. Don't take lighter. That's a, like a glass a bowl full of probably Marlboros. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so strange. Listen, I've never smoked, but it looks so strange to just see an entire pack of fresh cigarettes dumped into like a glass bowl. Like a, you're getting yeah. a little candy, like a Werther's. Uh-huh. It's very strange. It's so weird. <laughs> or like it's a, I mean, it kind of like from a glance, it's like a bowl of pens. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, take a pen and leave a pen. Okay, that's not what they do, but something like <laughs> take that. Take a pen, leave a pen. It's pretty take funny. Take a pen, leave a pen. I do like that idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't take like. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, you're uh, talking about candy and holiday and pre-order. Uh, I was, was going to say, do you want to talk about Haruhi? I was just going to, that was just a hard transition. Oh my God. I just looked at the, I just looked through time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's transition to Haruhi Suzumeya. Uh, Listen, I feel Nick, like we need I, another I, intro. It, it sounded like you were a little um, anxious about time. We can go as deep no. as you want. You can lead the way here and I'll just follow your lead. I'm scared. Six has something planned. So six, I can't. This is such a me thing. Six took seven, seven pages of notes, which is like me. That's what I would do, but I've given that up a while ago. Oh, for for Lent, yeah. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> it's Lent, yeah. So I'm very confused. Oh, so the endless eight. Where do we begin? So the Endless Eight are eight episodes. Did we already say this? No. I mean, I can do it or you can or whatever. So the Endless Eight are eight episodes in the second season of the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. It's like Mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, And they're famous because the concept of the arc, arc kind of loosely, is that um, the whole gang is stuck in a time loop. And they they are trying well, and they are stuck in a time loop. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gang, of course, being Kyon, who's our, our main character, he's just kind of a normal guy. It's kind of his 
his role. He's just a like a normal guy, but he's the closest uh, to Haruhi Suzumiya, who's of course the leader of the SOS Brigade, which she formed. It's basically she like kind of herds people around and you know drags people around, organizes things. Um, she's like a Chunibyo, like like oh aliens and and uh, magic people and and stuff like that. What if they were real? Like Genki Girl stereotype mm-hmm. in anime. And she's also unknowingly a god who distorts reality uh, to her subconscious will. You know, this is interesting because I've always just in my brain said she's unknowingly god. And simply adding A is like, hmm, <laughs> what else is going on in this setting? <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. It, it sounds more accurate. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing. I just had never thought mm-hmm. of it like that. Um, that's how he, there is, of course, uh, Koizumi Itsuki, uh, who's, uh, an esper. He's like a magic man who, uh, who fights Haruhi's emotional demons that become actual demons. Kind of. Yeah, pretty is that much. Accurate? More, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yep. There is, uh, Asahina Mikuru, who's like a cutesy ditzy, uh, character who's a time traveler. Um, and her whole thing is kind of that she's a time traveler. Might we meet a uh, older version of her? It was season one, right? Yes. We've met like older version of her. Like no, the the entire reason that uh, those people are there is to observe. But of course, Nagato Yuki is part of the thought entity, like an, an alien thing that is uh, beyond space and time, and her like explicit mission i guess you would call it is to observe haruhi because yes. she's such a anomaly she's effectively an alien scout from an entity beyond human understanding that's that's a good way to put it yeah um, uh, and, and so this crew yeah makes up the sos brigade um led by haruhi most of them are just happy to do whatever haruhi wants because they don't want to make a god angry <laughs> except for kyon who Gets angry enough at a god that he is willing to lash out sometimes. Um, yeah, he's like the only one who doesn't treat Haruhi as like weird. You know, she's an outcast because she's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, it, but also people... he isn't too deferent, right? Like he's willing to follow oh, her no. lead a lot of the time. But it's like everyone in the brigade is here with the understanding of like we're not going to treat Haruhi as a weirdo. But that's because they know why she is the way she is, and thus they say like humbly follow her orders, um, <laughs> which is not Kion's. Kion's. Uh, yeah, he like res- bag, he treats her baby. like a person, but he's he is usually like grumpy, essentially grumpy or like saying. Like, begrudgingly going along with Haruhi's... Do you think it'd be fair to call him, like, the male Sundere archetype? Um... The kind of person who basically is just, like, he always has to pretend he's annoyed at everything. And sometimes he uh, is, and sometimes he's not. I, I, yeah, I don't think he's... I don't think you can stereotype him. Like, fit him into that box, I mean. Okay, has wanted to try on the hat, you know. Yeah, you gotta try on the hat. So, I mean, Haruhi and, and Kion, you know, have a crush on each other. Uh, and the, but basically they have the, you know, the closest relationship. So, uh, which <laughs> when you have a close relationship with someone means that the things they do are most likely to affect you in some way and your mm-hmm. feelings. So yeah. that's, you know, key to, to some arcs and somewhat here. Um, that's their whole character dynamic. Yeah. That's the role. Yep. And, and so, the situation. Oh, sorry. I don't know. You can go ahead. 
And so the situation they find themselves in is that they are going about their summer vacation um, and they realize that they are collectively stuck in a time loop. They are stuck in a two week time loop doing all sorts of fun summer activities. They go to the pool. They do a, a test of courage. They go to karaoke. They watch a movie. They have a part-time job. They go cicada catching on and on and on and on. They go to a festival. I should really Bat mention that one. Yeah. Um, and all of this is because Haruhi, though she draws up this list of, of summer events that she wants everyone to do, mm-hmm. there must be something that's left undone. There must be some, like, She's not satisfied. Regret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is that they are stuck in this loop for what turns out to be uh, like ten and a half thousand repetitions of the loop. And they are they have to figure out because they start ten to, and a half thousand. I've never heard somebody. Say I wanted to, I wanted to say tens of thousands, but I was like, that's not actually 15. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> ten um, and a half thousand. Yeah. Weird. Sorry. That's uh, I should have said 15K or something. Anyway. No, it's probably um, accurate. I don't know. And. The idea, like, basically, they're like, they have done this loop long enough that they have finally started to have, like, remnants of memory left over from loops. And so they start to get deja vu. They figure Keone out there's a problem. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, I mean, bit of a tangent, but um, it maybe it's fair to say that Asahina doesn't have this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I... <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know if Yuki doesn't. Of course she doesn't. She yeah, remembers the whole thing. I'm that's sorry. an important part. Brain fire. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, because she's the observer beyond space and time. She has experienced every of the ten and a half thousand loops. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kion and and Koizumi are like, we have, we are starting to remember things. We're figuring out how long this has gone on for because we just asked Yuki and she tells us. Um, we have to break this loop. Uh, Asahina's seems distressed enough that she probably wants the loop to break, but she doesn't express much of an opinion on the matter. And Yuki's like, I don't interfere. That's not my job. Um, Asahina went, uh, I'm trying to remember season one. Cause it's, it's been a while. So I watched all of Haruhi a few years ago, like once, once through. Um, and I did watch all of the endless eight, but um, so it's just been a while since season one. Does she really do almost anything? Does she instigate almost anything? No. Um, I mean, she does, of course, provide the information when asked about, well, mm. <laughs> provide the information. She says uh, classified information, Kings of Kuchiko, uh, uh, over and over. Um, yeah. It's her It's her way of trying to explain, but she is perhaps a little too obedient to her uh, yeah. Time Lord masters and won't give away the <laughs> secrets. Um, but yeah, as far as action, she doesn't take any, but I don't know that that's evidence because no one else does either. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's just like, yeah, of course, you know, it's not surprising that she doesn't, well, I don't know. Right, she doesn't express a desire it's for not it that to end. That's true. Yeah. Um, Koizumi does and Kion does. Yeah, she's just like distraught. She gets... It's it's funny and it's not. She gets increasingly distraught when they have their first uh, like midnight rendezvous with everybody uh, where they figure out that they've been in the time loop and Yuki confirms it. Uh, it starts by Kion getting woken up from a call from Mikuru on his phone and she's she's babbling. She's crying. that something awful has happened. Uh, and then when he meets up there with everybody, Kion, uh, you know, she's trying to explain, but she just keeps saying classified. Um, and she gets more and more, uh, like, yeah, increasingly worked ba- up like, and upset. Yeah, yeah to a like point full that full on babbling. <laughs> yeah, the the last one, like, 
I don't know, maybe you're trying to hedge in favor of Asahina's feelings, which is very sweet of you, but I do think the last one is truly hilarious, where she is just like, she is ugly crying, like nose running, <laughs> tears pouring while she's trying yeah. to talk, and it is just like she's trying to talk while drinking a Slurpee. It's incoherent. <laughs> it went all the way around, to get, like, when I was watching it. To, I actually felt bad, kind of. I did. It's like, oh, I am so funny. Figures. <laughs> it went around like three times. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was I saying? Um, I don't remember. I mean, we just were talking about whether, like, how much people were invested in the cycle train and and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, oh well, yeah. So then, so they want it to end. That being said. They don't do anything to try to end it. Yeah, I don't the, know. Uh, I don't know how much this is supposed to be like. So the original, this is all of this is based on a light novel, right? Haruhi is based yeah. on a light novel. Um, and in the light novel, this arc is a single chapter and it is a single <laughs> loop. In the middle of the loop, they realize that the loop has been occurring, mm-hmm. and at the end, they figure out how to break it. Um, but it is, of course, implied that they failed to break it a lot of times, right? We don't yeah. get any details on how they failed to break it, though. Um, and by showing that the way they have failed to break it in the anime is that for over 15,000 times, they just sort of like sat quietly and folded their hands in their laps is very frustrating, I find. Yeah. That, yeah. So like the whole setup of it is fine. It's great. Listen, I give people like media so much opportunity to build up this long con the long payoff i love that type of thing so like i suspend my uh, disinterest for a while Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i've decided media that i'm going to play uh draken guard one uh all the nears from draken guard one two three near near automata near remake blah 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 right just because I, well, that's not really a payoff, but it's like, you know, building upon this whole world and they, they had, they had eight episodes to, you know, seven episodes to set things up and an eighth episode where it all comes together and pays off, except nothing is set up that matters I, at I, all. I wanted to come in, well, first of all, I wanted to roast you for admitting that you don't need media to be good, you just need it to exist, and then it <laughs> decides like it's good. I like good media, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but I, I wanted to come in here and talk about how much this arc sucks and it doesn't build anything, but this has been this has been a really weird recording and not not because of how we started it. That's just Bottle Crow, right? That's not weird for us. That was an entire Bottle Crow. What yeah. the weird thing that has been, Nick, is I am just like as uh, as we are talking, I am just getting floods of déjà vu where it's like I like I guess while watching the show, I was imagining the conversations we we're going to have about it. And like that's incredible. That's how seven pages of notes. We must like, like, I'm just like, I'm sure we already had all these conversations. It's fucking wild. It, I can't, like, we need to publish your fucking (laughs) notes. Honestly, like, they're actually real. Six, are you okay? You put in so much work here. I wanted to make sure that I had something to talk about because I was very worried. I, having watched most of The Endless Eight back in the day as it aired, I was very worried 
that I would come on here and just like be desperate for a way to fill the air. One, I should have known with you and me that wouldn't be a problem. Um, but also like, yeah, I just the emotional experience of this arc. And I don't know how much of it is intentional, right? Like maybe I'm remembering <laughs> conversations I had at the time when it aired mm -hmm. with other people I watched anime with. I don't know, but it is just a trip and a half sitting here. I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> What was your original, like, when you, you said you watched it in a release, what did you think of The Endless Eight? Like, did you, there was a payoff? Like, you, know, I, you were finally free? Or? I didn't finish it. Um, it oh. made me stop watching Haruhi. I had nothing nice to say about The Endless Eight. You you completely stopped. Yeah, I haven't. I wow. haven't ever. I, I want to go back. I never have. I stopped on, I think, episode four of The Endless Eight and everything oh past God. that in the history of Haruhi I've never seen. It oh that's so good and the movie the movie's like required viewing. I should it's like yeah, a, I want to get an actual it. conclusion of this. You've got it's so good. How have you not watched this? It's, it's just listen. It's one of those. I mean, you know how it is though, right? Like you, you you're yeah. saying this because I should, and you're right, I should. But you also totally understand how it's like something kills your momentum so effectively, and then you just should get back to it, but just it doesn't happen. I t completely understand. It's just really hard. Like I know. Like you just talked, has, so has had Jen seen it? No, Jen. Uh, what? When we when Jen? we oopsed it, that was the Not first time. Thing. Yeah, what? I think we discussed it in the channel. How? You're in. I mean, like Jen didn't even know what Carrier. order to watch it in. She screwed up. Well, listen, that's. The, well, let's not get into fucking order. <laughs> this is the one time in which, so the the order of you know anime is sometimes messed up because. Um, well, it's sometimes messed up, mostly for stupid reasons. This is the one time in which I say maybe it makes sense. So for the broadcast order, they mm -hmm. intentionally aired, for broadcast reasons, they ran episodes out of order. Out of, like, production order, out of chronological order, like, severely out of those orders. Uh-huh. It's the one time where I'm like, I don't know, maybe you could do production order. Like, I would respect that. The reason they did the broadcast order that they did is that the conclusion of, what is it? The something of Haruhi Suzumiya arc? Disappearance? Big, like, no, that's the movie. Yeah, I don't Isn't know what you're like, talking about. Something called, so. yeah, like the main seven episode arc. I think like they put that Psy? as the conclusion. There's something called the Psy of Haruhi. I don't know. Maybe it's the Psy, yeah. It's like the big one where um, she. Uh, I, there's a lot that happens, but it I'm afraid you've given that. me literally no context, and so I can't help you. There's a lot that happens. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, it's a big arc. I don't what no remember. Well, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you away from this because you seem it. to be struggling. Uh, I just had a realization. <laughs> yeah. Has Alan seen this? We were talking. Mm -hmm. And Alan was like, so what do you think Haruhi's about? And we had a really, a really dumb moment where you were like this, you know, you gave this big statement and I was, and you were like, this is what Haruhi's about. And then yeah. I was like, I mostly agree with Nick. And you were like, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I was like, no, it's just, I would have phrased one thing different. I, I, I just, what? Why, why did Nick six, leave? <laughs> six is a fucking danger. I can't I, believe you didn't go off the the rails when I said, "Oh, you could you could do the production order." I've seen, I, yeah, I mean, because I, I I saw that Jen you know watched it in production order chronological whatever. Part of the I problem, saw, I mean, like the reason I went off so hard on Jen, I mean, and I 
but to be clear, I just made an impassioned <laughs> argument. I didn't like yell at Jen. But I don't know. I didn't. Um, the Four reason seven. is <laughs> is because we were going to do a podcast together, and we needed to be able to talk about the same thing. <laughs> okay, I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. But I think is... I think release order is better. But like you know, you do you. If you have if you choose an order and you have a good time, like just have a good time. That's what media is mostly for. So that's the, the release order. I don't think that's quite what it is. No, it's unclear. The so there is an order in which they were broadcast, which is a type of release. Yes. Okay. So there's there's production order. There's release. Or sorry. There's there's broadcast order. There's mm-hmm. season two broadcast order, and then just. I don't need to mention this, but just to be a shit, there's also like the con cut or whatever. There, what? There's what a that? special. There's another special order that's exclusive to a certain set of Haruhi, uh, like DVDs. That's like, oh, this is how oh. Kion experienced things or something. I don't, I don't know. It <laughs> seems hell? really stupid. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, I guess. What just are we talking spot. about? It's so hard. I don't fucking know. Uh. I had things I wanted to say about, uh, what have we talked about? We talked about the loop. Uh, we were talking about the Endless up. 8. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sure. I thought we were talking yeah. about the Finite 7. Um, so in the loop, one, one of the things they do is stargazing, right? They yes. do it every time, and it's like a, an actual scene, set piece. It's not never part of a montage. Um, it's a great scene. It's, you know, everybody on Yuki's apartment's... Um, roof uh it's a nice you know scene city scene it's i mean it's like uh it's a 2000s anime right there's it's, basically only one thing you're you're building to so can i have the line when we get there <laughs> absolutely i'm glad you know where i'm going <laughs> what a great co-host you are um and fucking what are they doing yeah uh but the visual side it's a, like a very pretty scene a nice atmosphere but i mean not a but it's just it is like a 2000s anime right it's not like oh it's a sp- sparkling like we spent fifty thousand dollars on on this one scene it's you know, this 2020 it's such an interesting thing like um talking about I, I don't want to derail too much but since you're bringing it up it's such a weird era for anime because we are starting to get into what people you know like what like people like refer to as like the digipaint and like the cg era right um mm-hmm. but they're not fully good at that yet as anime creation and then also you don't have full-on like ridiculous over animation sakuga stuff right like you used to get in the 80s and 90s and so it is just this weird period for anime where like anime that looks incredible for the era kind of just only looks good <laughs> uh, i don't mean i don't mean to be too harsh i just think like I, it is not an I mean, era i think where the aesthetic is too strong i i think the the emotion you get subconsciously from watching a really well done anime like haruhi is not the same as the like I don't know what what emotion is it when like you see fucking um, Kimi no Nawa and there's like the fucking sunset scene or something, right? Right. I don't know. It's like a surreal level of like wow, this is a beautiful scene, crazy, ridiculous cinematography, like over dramatized but not melodramatic. You know, oh, the camera's you know circling, circling, and they're uh, they're meeting in the sunset, something, something, big swell scene, big extremely complicated three-dimensional uh movement scenes um but this was all just to say it's a very pretty um it's a very good atmosphere sorry that's one of the things about this era of anime 
that I like. I really like a lot of things from this era that like are the style because it has the most sense of like place. I guess it's also like a anime story. It definitely is an era where anime felt a lot more willing to be like, like even big popular shows were willing to have moments where they were contemplative. You know, just let scenes or, breathe like a little. Silence or like yeah. space, I guess they yeah. say, right? Mm-hmm. Which like space in terms not of like oh plot 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 though that too it's like I think it must be like a storyboarding directing thing too it's like yeah I don't know you're you're absolutely right but it's something about the, like the sense of place and like you being like feeling comfortable like you are in that space or like mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Totally. Yeah. So even like really shitty anime, I I could name a shitty anime. Now nah, you'd have to look it up. That that would make you mad that I kind of <laughs> like uh, because it's in this style. Um, we should talk off the. I mean, you know, I'm just. It is, I don't know. I it, probably shouldn't say it on there. <laughs> okay. uh, Whatever you want. Yeah, but like, anyways. So I really like this. You know, it's a good mood. That's all I need to to fucking say. It's a really good mood. Um, and so that you know, having a great time, Haruhi's being being Haruhi, uh, and then we cut to later. Um, it's later, and Haruhi and Asahina, you know, asleep against the uh, the little half wall, you know, head on uh, her shoulder, adorable. And so it's you know the boys. Yuki's over in the corner observing, and it's the boys uh, leaning against the railing, uh, looking out at the night sky, uh, you know, talking, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well. So what is it that Haruhi's dissatisfied with? What what could we do? Koizuma says, ah, I know. You go up behind Haruhi and you say, you hug her. and I, I love you. Oh, <laughs> <All> very nice. <laughs> yeah, he never, it's a very Japanglish, I love you. He's, he's, and I he, kept you know, waiting. It's, it's remarkable. Like, it is not the same take every time, but... The voice actor is, didn't get bored. He didn't try and do variants. <laughs> he it is never the same take, and it is always varied, but it's the same, like, uncomfortable in terms of, like, your brain expecting a pattern and it not being there, inflection mm-hmm. of, of the phrase, I love you. Yeah, I, 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 if, if I made any flaw, I tried to make it too, have you. too much, like, rhythm and flow. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Good on uh, Koizumi's VA. Um, yeah, so then he says that, and uh, Kion makes him to like, ah, he makes some sort of usually jokey response, like, uh, veto, no thanks. <laughs> and so Koizumi says, ah, okay, well, what if I did? Beat. Uh, we get different shots every time of never Kion's face, but like you see just his shoulder, his like body not move. Mm-hmm. You see like the back of his head. Like slightly, you see. Sometimes you see like just his, his chin unmoving. Oh yes, the unmoving, close, <laughs> like very close in of the chin, uh, which says you know says volumes. And then Koizumi is like, oh no no, he like knows he he was teasing too far. He's like, ah no no, I would I wouldn't do that. That wouldn't make sense. Because it's like oh you've you've done the double crime of uh, teasing me about my crush and then. Uh, if I say no, then that's like, oh, I'm both acknowledging the crush and saying that you can't hit on her either. And that's kind of, kind that, of like, that is a big part. Like if you haven't seen a Haruhi, that is a lot of the relationship between 
well, not relationship even, dynamic between Koizumi and Kion is yeah. is Koizumi being like, at what point am I allowed to talk about the fact that you two want to date? Not now. Okay, bye. <laughs> Koizumi and is basically, I mean, this is very, I don't know, kind of a, a realistic relationship. It's like Koizumi is a big uh, teaser is maybe too uh, funny of a way to put it. It's like well-meaning. He's, He's a, a big, bully. <laughs> <laughs> he's big into teasing people like pushing people's you're jerking people's chains that's what he likes to do well mm. i mean kill him it's mostly kill <laughs> mostly kill. Yeah. but that's uh that's their their fun vibe and yeah so the reason I, so they do that every time like it's listen it's a set piece they they never montage it it's slightly different every time they very much intentionally know direct that that little part of scene right mm-hmm. it's different every time uh, and so it, you know, has this meaning. You, one way you could have ended the loop. Maybe Haruhi isn't satisfied because she didn't grow closer to Kyon. They didn't have some sort of uh, event that uh, furthered their relationship. Had some sort of character development uh, via event or whatever in the summer. That would make one hundred percent sense in that we've seen Haruhi literally like destroy the world, create a new world when Kion was like getting too obsessed, like, you know, paying too much attention to Asahina, you know, the, the cute ditzy girl. Mm-hmm. And so she made an entirely new world, right? So it makes sense that, oh, maybe she wants, you know, Kion to do something else, right? Have have their character development be a way that the loop ends. I was kind of expecting it to be that. I was hoping for it to be that because I'm like, okay, they'll have some, you know, big new scene or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it can kind of be that, but that's not directly or it's not directly that. And there was like very, very little payoff on that. Basically none. They just didn't do anything with that. Yeah, I mean, there's Which... a lot of a lot of scenes in this that I feel like are like if this were just a single episode, you wouldn't really think too much about. It. You'd be like, "Oh, that's a fun scene, right?" But mm-hmm. like, they kind of push them, right? They lean into them, <laughs> and what that does because you see them so many times, they have to be important in some way, and it, <laughs> and they're not supposed to be, and it makes it dissatisfying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, this this one we can revisit in a second but i i thought of this it really is almost the same thing every time except you know sometimes the activities in the montage change but it, it doesn't affect anything which is one of the reasons you know endless eight is such a big crime because like it's the same thing and nothing really changes they, first off they don't reuse anything like it is actually high budget it's crazy no yeah. use of art no use of voice acting anything it's crazy and so it you don't get character development Right, the characters don't really change. Uh, no. Literally, don't change until the the end of eight, kind of. But you like as the audience. There's no character development, but there's like a more. You gain more of an understanding of the characters, maybe, because it is you that like develops. A, <laughs> it is you. That develops. <laughs> wow, need to put that on a, a fortune cookie, uh, and that you eat eight times. It's. Not like a Do show. Do not read where... a book for character development. <laughs> read a book for personal development. <laughs> You've got a good job going on here. Wait, what if Taco Bell somehow had like fortune cookie fortunes? We, we, I got. I'm gonna fi- forget this thought. Um, instead of a show where things happen 
and characters are in the, those things. And they're instead of that, we had Taco Bell fortune tacos. <laughs> <laughs> instead, you have the same things happening, but you see like different. You see the variance in the outcome. Like the average outcome mm. is what you see. You know, is the mean of the eight things. But you see like the variance in the little micro ways in which um, these situations play out. They're never like. They're never effectively any different, right? Nothing happens differently, but you see different reactions or ways in which people behave, I guess, which kind yeah. of gets you more acquainted with their character, if by, by nothing else than just the repetition of it. Are but. you familiar with um, Telltale's The Walking Dead, an episodic I've, adventure game series, yeah. basically, mm -hmm. narrative game? Um, there was a thing that uh, one of the one of the the lead writers said um, in an interview, which is when you are playing, you're playing as a character named Lee and you have dialogue choices. And he said, when you see dialogue choices, you are not choosing a version of Lee. All of these are things that are in Lee's head at the moment. Those are all thoughts that occurred to him. And you pick which one he sort of like prioritizes. And that's kind yeah. of. Shout out to Lee. That's kind of how you uh, how you should approach like that. It's not, again, it's as you say, it's not character development. It gives you a sense of like probably in this moment, these are the thoughts that are occurring to them, and on different loops, mm -hmm. they decide to go with different like courses of action. That is, and by a, courses wow. of action, I mean courses of not action. But you know, courses of inaction. Yeah. Wow, that is that is. I can't believe you've uh, you're engaging so much with this podcast. I mean, I. Was it my idea? I guess you've got nothing idea? better to know. do. Yeah. You'd like messaged me three days ago saying, hey, <laughs> like I knew that you watched her and you're like, hey, uh, you want to do the endless eight on uh, what uh, you want to do the endless eight on Tuesday? I'm like, sure. So then I had to watch it in fucking three days. Listen, I, I thought I, I apologize. I thought we both I thought we were more committed to the plan than we were. I, Though I also like only watched it about in three it. days. <laughs> fucking exactly. We joked about it. It was like, oh, what if we did the Endless Eight? And listen, you messaged me and you're like, hey, you want to talk about the Endless Eight on Tuesday? And I needed no further explanation because you know I would just commit. I would put in all the bullshit work for nothing. And so I just said yes. <laughs> I mean, what you, you, what you, anyway. my bad? What do you want me to say? No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and just beat the devil out of him. Exactly. Wow! I want you to put butter all over my body and rub it around because I'm Wario and I want to be sticky hot with butter. It doesn't really make sense. I don't feel like butter doesn't have like sugar in it usually, so that wouldn't make you sticky. It would make you greasy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my. Itchy, I, I greasy feel like heart, uh, what heart. I heard there was. I assume that was Mafihime, right? Wow, it was. Uh, I assume what I heard there was Mafihime running out of road on the bit and realizing she didn't know how it was going to end, which is unfortunate but understandable. It humanizes her, mm -hmm. really. Uh, you could see the various like uh, thoughts that were in her head. <laughs> she was like sticky, slimy. Greasy. Oh no, I picked the wrong Carter. one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't have any more. Oh wait, uh, we could take it to Krone Detmar. I've seen these things somewhere before. 
Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. My name is. Is that Mark? I'm a duck. Oh, that's hot. I'm a duck. Oh, it looks good on you. Six. I feel um, like as far as birds, I associate more with a crow, which, you know, perhaps predictable, but... I mean, that makes sense. Caw! Caw! So anyways, um, at the end... We haven't said how Endless 8 ends. <laughs> um... This kind of does. <laughs> um, what's up? How did, endless eight. The end of right. Returning to the thing we talked about, the payoff of the Koizumi teasing thing, the character development they could have done. <laughs> right, that was all like the entire fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the end. The the way they fucking break the loop. It's Kyon. And there's this final scene where they, you know, Haruhi, they're in like a restaurant. Haruhi has crossed the final item off their list. And she's like, hmm, I feel like something's missing. Does anybody have anything else they want to do? Mm -hmm. Everybody's just like glum and depressed at the table. Because I guess they know it's the end of a loop or something. I don't fucking know. And Kion for a few episodes now has, you know, had deja vu. He's like, I feel like I need to say, what do I say? What will stop her? And then he never does tries anything. So the, finally, the eighth time, the 15,000... 532nd time um he stands up and he yells i want to do my homework because he hasn't finished his summer homework that's due in two days right mm -hmm. at all um and so he like he organizes something he's like koizumi how much do you have done he's like he has it half done he's like okay let's uh asahina have you done it she's like done some okay let's meet up at my house and we'll trade We'll like, you know, do each other's homework and trade answers, right? And Yuki's going to come too. And he is the one organizing the group. He has expressed an opinion and is like being an instigator. He's synthesizing an activity for the friend group. And so Haruhi, that's, this is a full tsundere moment. She's like, how dare you? You know, you're usurping my authority of the group. Well, I guess I have to go then. You know, she gets aggro and, and mm -hmm. Kavadon's Kion against the wall. Um, and so there's a montage of the, the whole gang over at Kion's house. Uh, they're, you know, lying on the, on the bed, on the floor, doing their homework together. Haruhi is playing fucking PlayStation with Kion's little sister. Adorable. And in a way that could be a, you know, a resolution of the character development thing where, Haruhi, she kind of hinted at this during the um, the bug catching activity. It was, you know, contest. Who can catch the most bugs? Listen, just go with it. Um, uh, whoever gets the most bugs, oh, I don't know. They can be the brigade leader for a day. And, but, of course, she wins because she <laughs> wins at everything. But what she really wants is for somebody to be the instigator of something. You know, like, she is such a high energy person who ropes people and, you know, wrangles people around to do things. She comes up with everything, which listen, that's her own. It's her own fault. She's like hyper rope people into doing things. Right. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you know, you could go so overboard. It's like, it's, it makes complete sense that, you know, people kind of let you take the reins. However, if it's only ever you doing something, at a certain point, you can get self-conscious and be like, wait, 
I'm the only one who ever like suggests we do these things. Do these people actually like, are these people actually my friends or do they, they're annoyed when I suggest doing these things? Do they not want to do anything? So it's like, you know, she's fallen on her own sword. And so that's what apparently she's wanted the whole time because it's a sort of like insecurity about their, their friend group, you know, beyond the SOS brigade. These people, I mean, they're, they're friends, right? They, they do lots of activities together and they are amicable and have relationships with each other. They're friends, but... The, the problem uh, is, Nick... It's one-sided. This isn't like... They never really unpack this. This happens, but they never really dwell on what the solution was. And mm-hmm. you can come up with other interpretations, right? Like, every loop, Kion asks Haruhi, like, how do you have so much time to goof around? Don't you need to do your homework? And she's like, what? Of course I already took care of it. And so she knows that Kion hasn't done his homework. And theoretically, she could have like a late, you know, she's like, is there anything we need to do? All right, I'm going home. And then she goes home and she lies down. She's like, shit, Kion hasn't done his homework. He's going to get in big trouble at school. And the loop happens. I don't think that's likely, but like there are other interpretations. And because they never dwell on what the solution is, it makes it weaker than it could be. You know, like it would be really cheesy if it was like Kion sitting there being like, well, just goes to show you sometimes you got to make a choice, but at least it would be something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's the thing. They don't dwell on it. Like I drew yeah. these conclusions by thinking about the endless eight critically and then paying a lot of attention in the final minutes of their, like their little montage thing. And they dwell so I mean, much on a... literally every other part of the loop <laughs> that it just feels yeah. really, it feels very hollow that they spend so little time on the ending like, to, know. like they, what, this this has been it would have... two and a half hours of your life? More than that? <laughs> the thing is, if they, they, I feel like, so, so to fix the Endless Eight, if you can't fix the, change the story, I guess, at least make, make the payoff better. Right. Yeah. So don't montage the final get together. Have an actual scene of it. Now that messes up the time structure of everything they've allocated to the entire loop. So it messes up the time of of the eighth episode. Fucking whatever. Okay. Have a full scene there. Show like them all working together. Uh, you know, but everyone but Haruhi. Or, you know, Haruhi's like the the smart overachiever who's like sometimes they have to ask her. Like Kion has to ask her things. Um, and then you have Haruhi just playing with Kion's sister in the corner. It's adorable. It's cute. And you get this sense of, oh, they're not like catching bugs like little elementary <laughs> they're not school catching, people. That's true. They're not catching they're bugs. They're not doing a test of courage by walking around like in a graveyard with a candle and finding dolls. They're like high schoolers at the end of summer cramming and sharing answers on homework. And uh, Haruhi went to her crush's house and is playing with his sister. But, okay. Like, there's a lot there. What you if... You know, little glances, little you, things you dwell on. They obviously are good directors, like storyboarders. That would have, like, actually emphasized that this was a big thing that happened to make Haruhi satisfied. What if they went the other way, right? Okay. <laughs> Where you get to the end of the episode... And Kion's like, I've got to say something. And then Haruhi walks out, right? And he didn't mm-hmm. say anything. And he slumps back in the chair. And he wakes up the next morning. He's like, okay, what the fuck? 
It's over? What'd I do? I have no idea what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty good. No no payoff. What's that would have been amazing. Honestly, I would be what you and I, them that'd be what you that. and I would do. Exactly. <laughs> At least me, yeah. <laughs> At least if people have watched all the way up to here, don't, you know, give them a cheap out. Just fucking punch them in the gut, you know? And then like five seasons later we have a flashback <laughs> and it's yuki walking up to her and being like we're in a time loop you should end it <laughs> and that's what did it <laughs> it's in the movie yeah. <laughs> yuki got so fucking fed we didn't even talk about yuki though the only yeah. reason this like is slightly interesting or like important is that it slightly develops yuki's character because she's like tortured sixteen thousand times because she's not a robot Right, she's very uh, calm, level-headed Vulcan, like to a fault. But she has emotions and like wants to be friends and like normal, right, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, except she is utterly alone for how you said it before, right? Like two hundred something years. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I did. I think of, it was full time. Just about three hundred years. Wait. Yeah. No, that math was based on one week, not two weeks. It's two weeks. So it's closer to 600 years, I think. <laughs> uh, or six years. I'll trust that six did some sort of math. Uh, definitely not six years. <laughs> it's not six years. It doesn't matter. Please move on. More than two years. You can't even I'm finish so that slow. quote because it's not I'm less so than four. so slow at finding it. A community of motivated no, people. No, Gabe. Hello, this is Gabe Newell. Thanks for playing Dota 2. Double kill. Oh, that's the wrong one anyway. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> you tried. Yeah, so like, that's important for uh, the the rest of Hardy, basically. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just this fucking one thing. They don't even dwell on it that much. Like, you see a few shots of her being bored and almost sad. Almost I only, like, picked up on it because I was trying to take some notes. I took, like, less than two pages of notes. But. It's mostly conveyed in, like, the angles they use and, like, how much, like, the yeah. shading they use, right? It's, like, her face hasn't really changed that much. Perhaps it has changed not at all. It's hard to tell with their mm-hmm. art style. But there is a lot of shadow on her face. And so you are meant to know that she is not enjoying what is happening. Yeah. that's the, Each episode apparently had a different director, which makes a lot of sense. Like... They're not just, like, redrawn art. They are visually distinct in a way. I have a... This is not the case, of course. Okay. But what if... So, the eight eight episodes, eight different directors, right? Yeah. And you bring in the director, and you're like, okay, we're going to do an episode on the Endless Eight. Can you you do that for us? Thanks. Thanks. Bring in the next director. Hi, yeah, we're going to do one episode on The Endless Eight. You're doing the one episode. <laughs> and you just cut the ending from everyone, except for the last one. No, they just do it without telling them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you had him draw that. We're just not going to use it. It's fine. Just didn't tell any of the directors yep, except that, yep. who, that they except were doing the very, eight episodes. The last one. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, the second episode has this weird, like, blurry you know dreamlike filter to it because it's the first time the first episode they realize they're in a loop and the first time you know as the the viewer you see it repeat right Mm -hmm. episode three is less dreamy and it's like a little 
more gloomy maybe and episode four i think has no music it, and it does all. a lot of like like airplane imagery and stuff um yeah, Forgot yeah. About that. yeah and like you know things go along the only other like i like film analysis whatever it's it's been a while and i couldn't I was just trying to stay awake at a certain point. Unless I was watching, okay? Mm-hmm. But from episode uh, six, seven, like five, six, seven, eight, the final scene when they're in, you know, the restaurant, she's crossed off the final thing and she's walking out. Uh, it starts, it progressively goes from episode to episode, being like midday, so, you know, blue sky, and she walks out to uh, sunset. Yeah, to sunset. There's something in between. The, anyway, the last like scene? The, Were there the loop The ends? sun goes progressively down, like, lower in the sky. Yeah, so, like, episode seven huh. has this really stylized, you know, the, the sun is streaming through the window. It's, you know, almost dusk. And so she's just, like, silhouetted sharply by the sun i was gonna say such a dumb thing i was like but they're kind of with with the progression of it we're like oh this one's the sunset stuff they're kind of telegraphing that this is going to end on episode eight like dog it's called the endless eight you dumb piece of garbage (laughs) (laughs) i'm stupid (laughs) listen Uh uh-huh yeah and so then (laughs) on episode eight it is dark out when, when he finally stands up and says something, it is it is dark. It is. But the night, night is always darkest before the dawn. I mean, that's that's by definition. No, it's not. It's not actually. It's not by definition. What if someone turned on a bunch of floodlights? Line, it's always. It's always <laughs> darkest. It's not the night is always. It's it's always darkest before the dawn. Six. I, it's actually. I'm I'm quoting a specific thing. You might be using a, a specific a different like general saying. The specific quote I'm referencing it is the night. Okay, the night is darkest just before the dawn. Um, uh, I can't. This is an Eric Whitaker. No, it's a Harvey Dent quote. Yes. The night is darkest just before the dawn, and I promise you, the dawn is coming. Yeah, listen, I'm not proud that that's in my brain, but it is. In my brain. In my brain. No, that's head. That's so, head. Yeah. You're, you're, you're... That's head. Uh, so, yeah, there's... Oh, um, at the end of episode eight, uh, you know, they, they break the loop, and so they go back to school. Yuki is missing. She's out. Mm-hmm. dot 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 you'll have to keep watching and you should um i think i think the endless eight is rough and i i would not <laughs> recommend watching all eight but you can and everything else i've like, like this is this is bad the endless eight is bad everything else i've seen of haruhi i thought was quite good and i fully believe it's worth seeing this through to, to see what is after You've gotta, you've gotta finish strong. It's really good. One of my favorite. I can't remember where it is. They haven't had the uh, the episode where they actually make the movie that you see in like episode zero. No, not one, yet. Right? No. I think that's the end, and it's a really good arc. Yeah. Okay. Like really good. It's like speaking of characters and stuff, like Kion must get pissed at her in that arc. I guess spoiler. There is a moment, yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I'm just guessing. I haven't seen. I just it. want just, to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. yeah. If we want to talk, talk about, about it, we have to talk off the air. Yeah, but yeah, I just sort of thinking about that movie and scenes in it, and I'm like, 
there must be a part where Kiana's like, Haruhi, I swear to fucking God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it off air. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, so that's how that's how the Endless 8 ends. Okay. Wow. I feel like we really got to... We got to we got to have a really th- a thick conversation, but then we had a really disappointing ending, just like the endless eight. We just sort the, of stopped. The end of the endless eight has uh, has no ending, and I say that it lets the violin play them out over a game of poker at the uh, in the club, the club room. Hmm. Cock. We did good work here, sex. You know what's weird? We did weird, an actually good Nick? podcast about the Endless Eight. Yeah, I, I got really paranoid about this about this about the Dr Pepper Dark Berry thing. Yeah, and I looked, and I, I am right. I don't know if I'm right that we've had it. I've had it before, but it is. I'm right that it's come out before. But oh. uh, Brandeating.com still doesn't have an article about it coming out. Brandeating.com it's May, us? It's, it's May 18th. It's been out for half a month. And there's no article being like, here comes daddy? I don't how, know how it has any How do you know sense. it's been out for half a month? Because I checked the official Dr. Pepper Twitter, Nicholas. The official Dr. Pepper Twitter? Wow. I, I don't want you to okay? has, Have they posted anything? Oh, yeah, they post all the time. It's just there, are st- there is stuff that, that slides past them. I think they miss things, and it is a little disappointing. That's there are, have been times where I, like, have a snack in my hand, and I go into bread eating, and they're like, <laughs> it's coming out soon. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I'm eating it. <laughs> I'm eating it now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel... Maybe this is just every episode. I feel like... Uh... I could have just like blacked out for an hour and I wouldn't have known which podcast we did sometimes, you know, when I'm on other other episodes with you and sure. other people aren't on. I understand. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know where I am. Okay. Do we have anything else, Six? Um, I guess I can have one exclusive piece of news here. Oh, uh, Dairy Queen is going to be in three days. I better put out this episode fast. In three yeah. days, Dairy Queen is going to be auctioning off naming rights to one of their new blizzards. Okay. That's right. If you pay them a bunch of money, you can do their marketing for them. <laughs> People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking on the Buryanu. Reeves. Oh, that's your name. I see. Okay. Yeah, the Buriana um, Reeves. I didn't find that that funny. It's like the Mariana's Trench, you know. But it's the Buriana Reeves. Oh, there are other things as well. You get a custom tumbler, Kazooie. I don't know what the hell that is, and the Red Spoon featuring your Blizzard a name. A custom poster with your honorary Blizzard name and photo. A five thousand dollar VIP Blizzard treat pass. <laughs> wow, that's Damn. a lot of Dairy Queen. Wow. Wow. Well, Nick, I think well, we're six. done here. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm sorry, let me let me adjust the slider a little bit. I've messed up the tuning. When on my he neck. hits my clitoris! Uh, twitch.tv slash uranium heart 
I think we're finally going to do it. Are you going to do it? If you're done. We're going to play Drakengard 2. I think I alluded it to earlier for, for no reason. I'm playing all of Yoko Taro's masterpieces, uh, the Nier games. Uh, I'm counting the Drakengards as, as Nier minus 3, minus 2, and minus 1. Even um, though 2 isn't made... Well, I guess he's technically involved, but he's not really... Y- yeah. His name is somewhere on it. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I think, boy, can you tell. So uh, we finished Drakengard 1 a while you ago. You haven't and played I've been it yet, Nick. Off. What do you mean, how can, boy, can you tell? Are you just filling air? <laughs> You've done enough, my friend. Rest now. <laughs> and we should start playing it again. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have, uh, you know, sometimes I wake up in a cold sweat hearing the uh, two bars of music that Drakengard had. You should feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you say your Did you say your Twitter? Uh, I, I, uh, no. Underscore uranium heart. I guess. Okay. Sure. I don't um, fucking know. If you want to find me, I'm at Detmar on Twitter, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Um, this is a patron podcast, so I don't need to tell you the places otherwise to find me. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, until next time, by which I mean a different podcast. We're never doing this again. Um, peace out. Nova could use a snack. Oh, okay. We need to take a jack snacks. <laughs> Shit. Okay, well. Um. No. What have I done? No one could use a snack. I just want to help. Yeah. Yeah. We don't room. We do not room.